A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Some more Supercoach Classic content coming today. The other day, the Whisperer took us through his pods in the forward pack. We had Reese Robson at hooker, Mo Fodder Waker in the front row forwards, and second row forwards, we had Raymond Fitala Mariner. Today, he brings us halfback, 5'8", center wing, and fullback, all of his pods. Whisperer, what is doing? Hello, hello, one and all. I'm back again. We're going to be running through some more pods. These ones today are a little bit more... Rogue, just because these back positions sort of they fill themselves, don't they, with the guns that are around. And once again, for people that didn't hear part one of this, of course, a pod. What is it? A player of difference, so someone that uh, has low ownership that uh, can really set you through the overall rankings if they have a good performance. If you need more of an explanation, you need to go back a couple of days, listen to part one. We went pretty deep on it there, but let's kick off with halfback. And this is a guy I find really interesting. Obviously, in a top four team, Adam Reynolds, a goal kicker, which is a huge plus for him. He's in a team with, you know, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, two super coach superstars. But Reynolds, he kind of slips under the radar a little bit, doesn't he? He does. If you look at Supercoach metrics, he is very inconsistent. So if you do take my advice and run with Reynolds, he wouldn't be one that I start on their own, uh, you definitely have to pair him up with someone like Cleary or Cherry Evans. Arguably the best boot in the comp off the tee and in, and in field play. Uh, I think South are going to go all the way this year. And I think Cody Walker is going to have a big hand in that, but I also think it's going to come down to the control kicking game of Adam Reynolds. Obviously, he puts in a lot of force dropouts, uh, a lot of try assists off his boot, um, can find the line himself, uh, and obviously one of the best goal kickers in the league. Uh, it all comes down to South's uh, success this year, and I think Reynolds will be at the uh, forefront of that. He's one guy that if he could just add an extra three or four runs in his game, it would change everything, wouldn't it? Definitely. So he's got a base of 16, and you compare that to someone like Cleary, who has 23. If he gets another four runs, that takes him to 20 to 23, puts him in the same breath as Cleary in terms of consistent base stats. Uh, but he leads the league in terms of evading, or, sorry, creating stats, and that just comes down to his kicking game, I think. It's so devastating inside the opponent's twenty. If you could build probably the perfect footy player from the modern NRL, I, I would take Reynolds' kicking game every day of the week. 
For me, mate, the one thing that worries me about Reynolds is that he's got a pretty tough start to the season. Melbourne Storm, Manly Seagulls, Roosters, Canterbury, who, I'm sorry, they, they should be better than next year, you'd hope. Um, I mean, if you're playing the Melbourne Storm and the Roosters in the first three weeks, it's a tough ask, isn't it? Definitely, but he's priced at 528, so you could definitely just put the uh, put the ice on Reynolds for the first six weeks, have him come down to a 420, 430, and he's a fantastic pickup as a secondary half. Like I said, I wouldn't be running him uh, as your sole halfback. It's it's probably a little bit too risky in a position that um, there is a couple of guns around. But uh, after a price drop, Reynolds is definitely one to pick up. And we know Souths generally ease into the season a little bit. And when they hit their straps, we know that how many points they can put on, especially with Walker, Cook, Murray, the likes of those, that can really tear a team apart. They're one of those teams that when they do get in form, you know it's going to last for, you know, four to five weeks there. If you do sense that they're all starting to click, I mean, he's a guy you need to be keeping an eye on, isn't he? Definitely. I think it was last year that uh, everyone was saying, oh, Wayne Bennett's passed it. The, the South side isn't playing well. And it took one game against the Warriors when they put 40 on them, and then that was it, wasn't it? South charged in. Like you've said many times, they need to start doing that a little bit earlier and need to get into the top four and stop making life so hard for them come September. Mate, your, uh, your pod 5.8 here, a really interesting one. I think a guy that a lot of people will just look over straight away, Kyle Flanagan, obviously leaving the Roosters, arriving at Canterbury. I think it would be fair to say that he's going to kick less goals at Canterbury than he did at the Roosters, which I think is automatically putting a lot of people off Kyle Flanagan. Why should they be going Flano? Uh, same reason as Reynolds, really. Like one of one of the best kicking games going around. Uh, the Bulldogs put up 14.4 points on offense last year. That's probably not going to be the same, even if they increase that to 16 or, or even 18 points a game. That spells more kicking opportunities for Flanagan. He's now the main man. Uh, you think he was a scapegoat last year at uh, the Roosters and was considered the anchor that really held them down in terms of a premiership chance, but he still averaged 59. And as a main man in the Bulldog system, definitely you can see upwards of 65 plus, or we could see it uh, being a breaking year for Flano. So a bit of an X factor, but also a bit of a pod. Um, this It's a wait and see for me at 524. Same uh, reasoning as Reynolds. I do want to see the Bulldogs, the team chemistry sort of click into gear a little bit better. And then someone you can really look at when his price drops. I think for me, mate, the most exciting thing about Flano is that he's got a point to prove and he's walking into a system with Trent Barrett. We, we've seen what he did with Nathan Cleary last year. I, I, I sort of think it's going to take Flano maybe a year or two till you see his best footy, but he is a pretty dangerous prospect, isn't he? Definitely. And for anyone that hasn't gone to listen to your podcast on Kyle Flanagan, you could definitely hear it in his voice and the chip on his shoulder that he had. I think you've got a real point to prove. And I think this could be a real make or break year for Flano. If it doesn't work, uh, I wouldn't be uh, giving up on him because it is a first year in a new system. But I think you're right. The best footy will come a few years in. So someone like Mitch Moses obviously was a super coach gun for the first couple of years and really put away that highlights reel and became a more controlled halfback. And I expect something similar from uh, Flano. I expect a really good super coach output and then a mature head comes on and maybe eases off a bit but becomes a much more complete footballer. I think super coach wise as well, there's a um, you know, there's a theory out there that Kyle Flanagan is a bad defender. For for me, he's not a bad defender. He just gets targeted because he is a smaller body. But super coach wise, for that reason, he tends to make 25 tackles a game. It's the one that he misses that everyone remembers or that ends up on the score sheet. But Supercoach-wise, he is making 20-plus tackles a game, isn't he? Oh, mate, he's the first person at team's target. And that uh, that spells great for Supercoach because you know that even even in a poor attacking week for Flano, he's still going to be ran at by uh, defenders all day. He's going to make tackles. And to say he's a, he's a bad defender is, is unfair. Uh, I, I think if a lot of people went out there and had to tackle blokes like Kikau or Tamalo running them for 80 minutes, 
Um, you're not going to make 100% of the tackles, but like you said, people just want to remember the one that he missed. But uh, I think Flano is really hard done by, and I expect a really good year for him from him. Mate, the guy we're about to mention as our centre wing pod now, this is a guy that, to be honest with you, I'm expecting him to be the absolute opposite come Teamless Tuesday. I'm expecting him to be named to start in the back row for the Cronulla Sharks. It is, of course, Sifa Talakai. Right now, though, I mean, people are expecting Way Graham, Britton, Akora. I think Johnny Morris will shake it up. So for now, he's a pod. Are you expecting him to start round one? Uh, I think there's reports that he was injured. He had, I think he had some surgery over the offseason. Um, I'm, I can't get definitive reports on when he's back, but I've heard it's, it's a week, probably max, and they might even get him back for round one. I think this all falls down to Sean Johnson. Uh, no Johnson, no Nakora, in my opinion. We know how destructive Britain Nakora is with Johnson on that right edge, but uh, we know what Sifat Talakai can do on his own. He doesn't need a halfback to set him up. He can just take the ball and, and really rip teams apart, similar to a David Fafita and at dual position, center wing, second row, if he is aimed on that edge, uh, he's a must-have in my opinion. But the downside is we have seen him fill in at the centers last year and we know how weak the Sharks' back line is this year. So the only the only downside for me is that maybe John Morris puts him back at the centers. But even then, I still think he's one to really look at. He know We know that he likes to find the ball and, and really get into the action. It is the one downside of Sifatalakai that regardless of where he is, if there's an injury in that back line somewhere, he's the man that comes in. I, I'm hoping that we see a Connor Tracy named at 14, and maybe he becomes that man. But for me, if Sifatalakai is named as, as one of their second rowers, I think he is an absolute must-have. As you said, for new supercoach players, a dual-position guy like Sifatalakai that plays in the back row in the NRL but is available at centre wing for supercoach, that is absolute gold, isn't it? Yeah, mate. Uh, a couple of years back, Charles Clocksat was available at uh, dual position fullback and centre wing. Uh, Isaiah Yo last year, obviously. John Bateman's another one. Britton Nakora in his rookie year. So these are guys, come the end of the year, you want to be getting as many dual position players in your side because you do have the luxury of chopping and changing them. Uh, and that's just, I'll quickly t- touch on this. with If you, if you guys are nothing out players, um, look at dual position because it makes life so much easier to rotate. And the other thing about Asifa Talakai, obviously I said he's playing second row, but he's center wing in Supercoach. Obviously his base stats are going to be a lot higher. He's going to make a lot more tackles. So this is sort of, this is the Christmas come early as far as Supercoach dual positions when you can get a second row in the NRL playing center wing. It's fantastic. Let's move to fullback. And this is a guy that personally I'm not overly huge on him, but when he is playing his best football He's simply incredible. Valentine Holmes um, obviously came back last year, spent that season finding his feet. He did it better than what I expected him to, to be honest with you. Had a couple of injuries as well that he had to overcome, which made life difficult for him. Tell me about Val Holmes in 2021. I know that 16% of people, so I guess uh, the the critics out there might not call him a pod, but I think he's one that is definitely going under the radar. We saw how good Holmes was at the back end of last year when he had some run, uh, runs on, on the board and, and miles in the legs. Uh, he came home with an average of 66.5 across the last four games. Uh, new coach Todd Payton in the building. We saw what he did for the Warriors last year. We saw what he did for their attacking players. Scott Drinkwater's another year older. Michael Morgan's back from injury. Uh, the Cowboys just look better than they did last year. Um, I, I see Holmes being a focal point in their offense. And obviously, he will have the goal kicking duties as well, but he makes a big plus. And he's uh, another one that's dual position center wing fullback. Yeah, Todd Payton, he really is a big plus in this side, isn't he? Yeah, mate. I've uh, I did a piece on Scott Drinkwater and how Peyton turned uh, Cody Nicarima from a, a forty point scorer to a fifty five point scorer. Uh, I see the same with Scott Drinkwater. Um, we know that if he cleans up a few areas of his game, a few negative stats, we can definitely see the best out of him. And 
when Scott Drinkwater's on, on the front foot, I think Val Holmes on the front foot as well. And I think the best thing about the two of these guys is that they get Michael Morgan back this year. Uh, they're, they're true leader, and it sort of frees up Scott Drinkwater to play his eyes up footy. And this is where Val Holmes, he'll be cleaning up the scraps there, collecting a few extra tries next year. Um, he's oh, there's, It's obviously in the fullback position. There's just so much depth of talent there. It's hard to decide which blokes you want, isn't it? It is, but that's what makes Val Holmes so good this year. I put him at fullback in this pod side, uh, but I could have put him. I could have put Latrell Mitchell there as well. But the one thing I did like about Val Holmes is is that dual position. You can put him at centre wing as well, which I uh, I love. How far was uh, Roger Tuivasa Sheck from getting a gig in your uh, pod fullback duties? Very very close until about two days ago. Yeah right. Okay. I just it's it's so it's so unsure. Like Roger could come out and, and win the Daly M. The Warriors could also fold and win the spoon. Like it, it's it's hard for them, isn't it? This is the second year in a row now. They're going to be away from home. Last year was great. They had a really good morale coach in Peyton, and I'm not too sure if the boys can get around uh, Nathan Brown as much as they did Todd Payton. A little bit of an older head, probably a little bit more rigid. So could get the best out of them, but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the uh, the Warriors languish uh, in the bottom end of the table. Mate, you've been on the Guru Podcast a couple of times this week. It's been fantastic having you on. What have uh, what have we got to look forward to from the Supercoach Whisper over the next few weeks? Uh, a lot of requests for cheapies out there. Um, I've got 11 names at the moment in my uh, little backlog of content, 11 cheapies that I think you guys uh, need to get on that have a good chance of starting. I think that with trials, that cheapie log is going to get even bigger. Uh, I've also got... Uh, the Trap series, we, we, we covered on it. It's a podcast exclusive for now, but I will be uploading probably a detailed written up of all those guys. Uh, and I've also got uh, a series called The Gun Show. So these are four guys I think are, are set and forgets in your team. Mate, I'm thoroughly looking forward to the uh, Black Book of Cheapies just quietly. So important in Supercoach Classic. Looking forward to that over the next week or so, mate. Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, if people are listening that want to find your podcast, they've taken a liking to you, where can they find it? Uh, on all on all uh, podcast platforms, it is the SC Whisperers NRL Supercoach Podcast. Uh, putting out content sort of once every two days, just little snippets of uh, players to watch this year. And as we get closer to the season, we'll be doing some captain choices. Uh, we'll be doing players of each position to keep an eye out for. It's a place where I can extend all my Instagram content. There's only so much I can write. Uh, but if you guys want to hear me have a bit of a more detailed chat on Supercoach Classic, then that's the place to head. Whisperer, thanks for your time again, mate. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me, mate. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 